The Palaget government has taken the extraordinary step to override Queensland's Human Rights Act for the first time in order to enforce harsher laws for children who commit offences. Despite a drop in overall youth crime in recent years, the government insists it's a public emergency. Scott McDougall is the state's Human Rights Commissioner and our guest this morning. Human Rights Commissioner, welcome. Good morning, Patricia. Can you explain what provisions of the Queensland Human Rights Act are being overridden by these new youth crime laws which were tabled in Parliament during the week? Well, there's a number of rights that are engaged here, Patricia, principally the rights of children, but um, there's also rights uh, to humane treatment when deprived of liberty, um, which is one of the main issues I'm concerned about because we have a crisis in Queensland in our watch houses, which are being used as overflow facilities for overcrowded detention centres. So explain specifically what changes in these laws, which means that you're concerned. Well, Patricia, they've uh, following a tragic incident um, on Boxing Day on the 29th of December, the government announced that they'd be introducing 10 new measures. Um, and on Tuesday this week, they introduced the Strengthening Community Safety Bill um, and with submissions due on that bill today at lunchtime. So this is being rushed through very quickly. But the, one of the, the main provisions that um, myself and many others are concerned about is the introduction of a technical breach of bail offence, which would criminalise behaviour that is not otherwise unlawful and is unfortunately going to drag many more children into the criminal justice process um, than is already there. Okay. Can you explain the technical breach of bail offence that you're talking about? What sort of behaviour would that bring in? So if a child um, didn't comply with uh, a bail condition such as turning up to a police station when they were required to or, or not making a curfew in time, then the police would be able to arrest that child and take them into custody. And in fact, there's a provision um, in the bill um, that hasn't had much attention so far, which actually enables a police officer to arrest a child if they merely suspect that a child will commit a technical breach of bail. How, so on these what, are sorry to interrupt. But yeah, absolutely. Well, on what basis could a police officer, what gazing into a crystal ball, think this this child's about to do this? Well, that's exactly right. It's um, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm told Minority Report, um, you know, confronts this, you know, as an issue. But we we simply can't allow these extraordinary powers to be given to police without a proper process of scrutiny. And in Queensland, where we don't have an upper house of review, it's really important that we maintain our faith in the Human Rights Act, which has a, a really good, strong framework for considering the reasonableness and proportionality of legislation, and that we hold that Human Rights Act as our North Star, because we need that in times when there is acute public anxiety to, to stay the course and without abandoning our important values, such as you know the rights of children to be safe and cared for. As Human Rights Commissioner, did anyone in the government consult you? 
No, and it is really unfortunate because the Commission always tries to take a constructive position in these issues, and it was unfortunate. We did write to the Premier and have not yet had a response. So that opportunity to improve the legislation, unfortunately, has not been taken up. Labor concedes this will lead to more young people in jail, but is there a case for jailing more young people if if there are kind of rates of criminal behaviour which are making the community unsafe? Look, I don't think, Patricia, anyone would think that a child that commits a serious offence, particularly a violent offence, should not face consequences for that. Um, but those consequences have actually got to work to improve community safety, not make community safety worse, which all of the export experts clearly say is the case when you use incarceration and hypervigilant policing as the main methods of responding to, to youth offending. Anastasia Palaget has given Queensland support, for instance, for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. How does that fit with this youth crime crackdown? We've got a big discussion at the moment about raising the age of criminal responsibility, uh, you know, dealing with rates of particularly Indigenous incarceration and young people. Will it be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children that are disproportionately affected by these changes? Absolutely, it will. It's, it's more than 70% of children in our detention centres are Aboriginal and, you know, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking to visit these places and see the large numbers of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children in there. This, um, These laws will go completely against the objectives of closing the gap. It's going to make reaching those targets almost, well, I think absolutely impossible. And you're right, it is disturbing that in 2023, we still not do not have a mechanism for formal engagement between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities and the Queensland government. So, And they had no say at all, as far as I'm aware, in the um, development of this bill. So you think that we'll see more Indigenous children incarcerated as a direct consequence of these changes? Absolutely. And I think it's important, Patricia, that people understand that right now in Queensland, we have returned to a situation that is worse than was displayed on Four Corners in 2019. So we have more numbers of children in watch houses spending longer periods of time. We're talking about 10 and 11, uh, sorry, 10 or 11 children in one cell with one sharing one toilet, having to go to the toilet in front of their peers sleeping on plastic mats, having no access to fresh air, daylight, exercise, family, limited, very limited access to education and, and health. These are appalling conditions that we are tolerating in Australia today. And we, we cannot allow that uh, inhumane treatment to be normalised. Has it been normalised? Well, I think when I hear... Um, Ministers say that this is business as usual. We've always uh, processed children through watch houses. I think there is an attempt to normalise uh, this when the reality is that watch houses are designed for adults to be processed quickly. They are not designed for children to be housed for weeks and, and months at a time. 
And Patricia, I came across an article in, in 1991. Very briefly, you've got 10 seconds, but please. Yeah. Okay. From Rockhampton Bulletin expressed outrage in 1991 about an Aboriginal 14-year-old boy being housed overnight and in the watch we, house. And here we are. Scott McDougall, thank yes. you so much for your time. Queensland's Human Rights Commissioner. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app. Hey, podcasters, just wanted to mention, if you're looking for more stories about the law and justice, without a whole lot of legal jargon, check out The Law Report on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.